Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. I am so excited to introduce our listeners to Andrea Halpern, who's the publicist on our team. Hello there. Hi. Welcome to your first podcast recording ever. Yes, it totally is. I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited. (laughs) So right before our call, I was eating nachos, watching Bravo. Um, This makes me want to know of all the shows on Bravo, which one's your favorite? Um, Southern Charm. No, Southern Hospitality. What is it? No, Southern Charm. No, Southern Southern Charm. Charm. Yeah, I was just watching that. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was doing. Oh, my God, that's my favorite. I love that. Why do you love it? But I always call it Southern Hospitality. I don't know why. I find it just very entertaining. And, like, I just think the characters are just so fun. And my family is actually, members of my family are moving to Charleston, so I'm so excited. Oh, my God. You're going to see those people when you go visit. I know. I'm very, I'm very excited. And my dermatologist is from there, so I always ask her about it. (laughs) I've been really loving Below Deck. Have you watched that? Yes, I used to watch that, and then for some reason I, like, then stopped, and maybe I should go back, but I did like it. I thought it was very entertaining, too. Yeah, I think it's totally worth it. And when I watch these shows, I'm not, like, watching it, like, folding laundry. I'm, like, totally invested. Like, do you feel like you're totally invested in these people? Yes, I'd like to know them. Like, I'm curious. I then do go, like, online and, like, research them, and a few people I will even follow on Instagram. Yeah, Bravo's genius. Um Right. So yes, I've seen Andy Cohen twice. About, oh, you have? That's cool. Yeah, I've gone to the, I've seen and I've read both of his books. Yeah, maybe he'll come on our podcast. Oh my god, you should totally email him and ask. Rooming. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, add it to the list. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit and a lot of okay. and talk about beauty because you've been a publicist in beauty for a really long time. I won't out yeah. you and tell you tell how long you can, if you want. No. But um, why, why beauty? We could say 10 plus, 10 years plus. <laughs> okay, let's say it. Um, okay, so why, why beauty for you? I always loved beauty. I always, I loved beauty and fashion. And in college, I like was a business major for 30 seconds until I looked at the accounting book and said, absolutely not. I'm like, there's no way I'm carrying this around in my backpack. So I segued into communications and did advertising and PR. And one summer in college, I interned for Vera Wang and stayed in touch with one of the girls there, graduated, and she had left Vera Wang and was working at a PR firm called Berman Communications. I called her. She's like, you have to come here. She's like, it's like working at the first floor of Bloomingdale's. She's like, it's like product (laughs) everywhere. So I was like, okay, and, like, sent my, like, resume that basically had, like, Vera Wang on it and, like, a camp counselor position and, like, took the train in, interviewed, was like, oh, my God, this looks, like, so fun, and, like, got the job, like, the next day, and it was just, like, fabulous. Like, I just, like, loved it. It was just, like, so fun. It was, like, so interesting to see how, like, products came to be and how, like, the advertising and, like, media buying and how it just, like, all came together to, like, sell product. And I was just, like, oh, my God, I'm totally the target. I fall for everything. I was, like, this is, like, the place I was meant to be. So, yeah, so I, like, loved it ever since. Are you still in touch with that woman who was at Vera Wang then at Berman? 
No, she moved. We, we're friends on Facebook and stuff, but she, like, totally got married, had three kids, and, like, became, like, the stay-at-home mom. But, mm-hmm. you know, every and once did in a while, that- we'll comment on, comment on things. How did you get that internship when you were in college? Well, that was like before there was any social media. So everything was like you did like a typewritten letter. And I just like emailed, not, I didn't email. I just like mailed like letters to like all of these companies that I thought I would want to work at. And I heard back from them. And literally like I was on a plane like three days later from Buffalo to meet with the people at Vera Wang. And it was like so nerve wracking because I like needed new clothes and I was in Buffalo and like the only place I could go to was Banana Republic that had like anything normal. And I bought like a black pantsuit. And I remember being like, Oh my God, this is so not me. (laughs) But everyone else was in black. So I like kind of like got there and I was like, okay, I guess like this is what people wear. But I was like a junior in college and I was wearing a pantsuit and I just was like, Oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Did you feel like you were playing dress up? Yes, it totally felt like I was playing dress up. I was like, oh my God, this is like working girl. But like, I was missing the sneakers. I remember when I had um, my internship, it was like summer before senior year internship at an advertising agency in the city called BBDO, which is a very giant mm-hmm. company. And I was like yep. totally playing dress up. I had like a wardrobe of pants and they were all ridiculous. Like now that I look back on them, they like, one was more ridiculous looking than the next. I know, I and, it had, like, so and it cool. had shoulder pads. <laughs> Did you have like shoulder pads? I had shoulder pads. Yeah, and I had like weird belts and funky buttons, and like I yeah. I was living the dream, um, and like I just I I I loved it so much. But it was totally like playing dress up, like taking on another role, right? Which is obviously yeah. so different than being a college student. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, in college, I was in Buffalo. I was in like sweatpants all day long, and here I was like going with my roommate to like buy a pantsuit, and it was just like so funny. <laughs> This is um, so you you had a lot of jobs through the years at different types of agencies, right? Um, yes, I've done like small like, agencies, big agencies. Why like Everything. move from one agency to another? What what was the advantage or what was the goal there earlier in your career? Um, well, I stayed at Berman for five years, which was a long time because I loved the people there, I loved the work, I loved my clients, but kind of like friends of mine and family members were like, okay, five years, you have to move. They were like, you have to like move and try something else and get new experiences. They're like, we don't want you to like kind of hit a plateau. So that was like most, most of the time that was like my reasoning. Like I had felt like, okay, I'd learned everything that I'm going to learn here. And I needed to like go take a step up. So my second job, I was at um, shop PR for about four years. So I was at like most of my jobs for like five, four, another job I was at five plus. All right. That takes us wow. to 10, 10, 10 plus. So I was at most of my jobs for a really, really long time until like, you know, I had gotten like the itch of like, okay, I need, I need something else. It became like almost too comfortable and I didn't want to get too comfortable. So what was the next step after that? Um, the next step after that is I'm now like freelancing and consulting and doing things on my own, which has been amazing because I get to work with like tons of new people. Like I met you and I might've never met you had I not taken like the leap to do something totally out of the box. And it's been amazing. It's been something I never thought I would ever do. 
I would think a lot of our listeners are um, maybe at the 10 plus point in their career and they're wondering like, can I not have this, you know, job where it's a steady paycheck and I'm going to the same office every day with, you know, the, the same leadership. And um, they're probably curious to know, can I, can I do this? Can I do what Andrea did? Um, what, what is the benefit to doing what you've done and what, what's else on the other side? What's been hard about it? I think one, I think like I have the, almost like the stamina or I have the ability now to like focus better than I did like years ago, which is when I like needed that structure. Like, I don't think five years out of working, I would have had been able to like focus by myself, like working from home or working in like a smaller office. Like I needed to know that, okay, I had to be somewhere at nine o'clock and I worked till six, seven, whatever it was. But now I think I'm able to manage better. I'm able to like, or I have the confidence to outreach to people that I might've not know and introduce myself or, you know, do something that's totally different and figure it out. You know, like I think I'm just able to manage myself and my life now versus years ago. Right. So like you can be a self-starter and motivate yourself without like Mm -hmm. other people around you encouraging you to do that. Yeah. So then what's been hard about, what's been hard about this, right? Like you used to have a steady paycheck. You used to know where you're going every day. You used to know where your desk was. Um, The way you operate now is very differently. So what's been hard about this? I think what's been hard is I've found that there's, a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of people who will work for less. So it's managing mm-hmm. and making yourself showcase. It's almost selling, selling yourself of why you deserve X amount of money for a specific project. So that's been challenging, um, but it's also been rewarding. Um, I think also just, keeping up to date, you know, with what other people are doing. I think when you're outside of an office, it it could be harder because when you're in an office, like one, say, editor can just email one person that they're leaving their job. And within 30 seconds, you know, 80 people know, oh, so-and-so is leaving and they're going to another job. Whereas now it's like you constantly have to keep up with everyone, um, so that you're on their radar, whereas sometimes they just know, like, oh, let me email the agency. Whereas, you know, freelancers, sometimes people forget about. Right. So that's right. been a challenge. But it's also been great, you know, reminding people of yourself. Right. So you have to, like, work harder to stay connected than you used to because the yes. number of bodies around you were sort of like an automatic. Yeah. Or not, you know, I've gone from like 60 people to myself. Right. You know, so so it is constantly. When you service our clients as the publicist for our clients and we have, you know, Mm -hmm. PR is one of our many services, um, not, Mm -hmm. it's not our only service, like, um, a traditional PR agency would be. Um, how do you like navigate the challenge of, yeah, we don't have 25 other brands that are calling on that editor. Right. Um, how do you, how do you develop that meaningful relationship through only one or two or, you know, three brands? 
um, versus, you know, the 30 at your previous jobs? I mean, at my previous job, I only had worked on two brands. Um, I didn't work on 30. So I, so in that respect, it's still for me the same in terms of my pitching and who I'm pitching. Um, Mm. So that for me is like the same, like I haven't worked, like when I started my career, I worked on like 12 brands, you know, solely with a boss or something. But as I grew, you know, it was like bigger brands, but just like one client. So I worked on one very big cosmetic brand and one um, skincare brand. So in that respect, it hasn't changed for me in terms of like pitching one client. It's like almost the same. Right. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, you know, our agency's motto is where brains meet beauty. Um, what does that slogan mean to you? I think sometimes I think I know like friends of mine always used to be like, oh, you're like a beauty publicist and it's all like, you know, fun and games and you're going to parties and like lists and it's just there's no thought behind it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. totally wrong. And I always used to be like, that's like not what I do. Like I don't just go to parties and make lunch dates and do all that. I'm like, there's like thought behind everything that we do. Like everything that you see in like the media or advertising or why you bought a product. I'm like, there's so much thought behind that. I'm like, you didn't just go into Sephora and ask for XYZ lip gloss. I'm like, someone like got you to think of like, Oh, I want X, Y, Z lip gloss. I'm like, so everything I do really does have a purpose. And I think we're like a smart group of people who like really think about it. I mean, I just sent you an email and we're having like a brainstorm tomorrow and it's like a long email of like things to think about and things to look at and not just like, Oh, can we do like a delivery with something like fun and cool that's like hip today like I think we're a smart group of people and beauty there's brains behind everything that comes out of what people see and why they purchase if that makes sense yeah um will you tell us what a day in life is like for you um you know for our listeners who are younger maybe they're in school or just starting their careers um and they they don't they like the idea of being a publicist but they don't really know what that means what, what, tell us sure. like, what you, what you do, what I do. Um, so I wake up early in the morning and now like I get a lot of things on email. So I'll get women's wear daily beauty and fashion. I get a whole bunch of different industry trades or website emails. So I'll like kind of read those quickly. I then just like start figuring out like if I've done a delivery, like last week, um, I did a delivery with Oh Natural, which is one of our clients So I'm constantly, this week I've been doing like follow-ups. So like I have like a whole group of editors, whether they're magazine editors or online bloggers that I need to like follow up with. So I'll either be emailing with them or I pick up the phone and call some of them. I was also had a um, video conference with our client today and we were talking about holiday kits. So I had done a whole presentation at looking at different celebrity trends and makeup and fashion and created this whole PowerPoint presentation that we looked over to see, okay, what do we like? What can we create? Thinking of different product names, pulling some products together to make different kits. So that was about like an hour and a half. Um, I'm doing this. I was preparing for our brainstorm tomorrow. So looking at 
competitors of what we need to brainstorm, what they've been doing. Um, and then I'm going to probably go back after this and do some more emails and call it a day. So it's so like a lot of like communication, a lot of outreach, some writing, creative stuff, like following trends. What are mail like for, for we know what mailers are because we make them, but can you tell our listeners what the mailers are? Sure. A mailer is taking a product, whether it's say a lipstick or a collection of lipsticks or eyeshadows or a summer beauty look that has lip, eye, face, and cheek, and packaging it in something that's creative, whether it's a box or a cool gift or along with a fashion item. So something that we were talking about is a client of ours has these rollerball shadows. So I've been looking into doing maybe a delivery, placing the product on a skateboard and coming up with a really fun, cool slogan so that when it gets delivered to Allure or Harper's Bazaar, they get this skateboard with eyeshadows on it and a cool slogan. And it's like, what is that? So kind of a fun way to package a a gift, so to speak, that highlights something that's new that you want media to be aware of. So for um, all of our listeners who follow the feeds of beauty editors and writers, you'll see these mailers usually on their Instagram stories, right? Yeah, their Instagram stories. And it could be like anything from like some people have recently have done like really cool cakes and you like cut the cake open and it's different layers and all the different layers are different colors that pertain to nail polish or lipstick. So you kind of get to be really creative and really think out of the box when you're doing these, which is always, which is fun. I like love doing deliveries and mailers because I think they're just a fun way to showcase a product that someone might not realize is like a key benefit or they're just, they're just fun. I just like them. So you mentioned that um, during your day, you sent emails that you made phone calls. So um, do people really pick up the phone anymore? Some, I think old, 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 I, as I was like, old school editors will pick up the phone. So I know, I know which people to call and which people will respond better on email. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's really, really shift gears. If you were not in the beauty industry, if you were not a publicist, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, hmm. I mean, my, what would I be doing? I think I think I love cooking, and I think had I done it again, I would have gone to culinary school. Mm-hmm. What do you love about cooking? I think that would – I just love everything about it. To me, it is like my re- relaxation. I just, like, love it. I love entertaining. I love – which is kind of a similar to PR because I do love event planning. So I think it would it would have – or it could – combine something else that I like to do, but I just like love, I love cooking. I think it's also a creative outlet. I think you can create new things. You can follow a recipe, but you can also take a bunch of ingredients and whip something up that you might've not even thought of. So I probably, I probably would have been a chef. That's really cool. I think if I wasn't doing this, I'd be working in the recycling industry, (laughs) which is weird. I, since I was like a little girl, like I like was really obsessed with like making the world, you know, a better place from a garbage perspective. Um, and the movie Wall-E really, really resonates oh. with me. It's one of my favorite movies. I know that movie. 
Right. So I don't want our world to look like Wally's world, right? Where there's garbage everywhere. But I, I think we're getting close to that. So um, yeah, I would want I to do, be I recycle. Like how to innovate the recycling process. Like we, you know, we put our recycling in bins and the bins get delivered, you know, somewhere, but there's not like great um, innovation in terms of taking those plastics and taking those metals and glasses and turning them into new stuff. It's a, a slow process. Um, so I yeah. want to create, I don't I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I'd like to, I guess, hang out with the scientists who are innovating around this. Um, oh, okay. I like so, it. Um, thank you. Well, you know, maybe one day. Um, one day. Listen, you never know. Every, so, I believe everything's right. possible. So, um, you know, the last question I want to talk about, the last topic I want to talk about is this idea of what it's like to work for a virtual business, right? So you talked about having to be mm-hmm. a self-starter, but now you have to be a self-starter mm-hmm. where like, you know, today I'm in New Jersey, you're in the city, who knows where everybody else is, right? They're just doing their yeah. work from wherever they are. Um, what, what works for you around that? What, what's hard about it? And what do you like about it? I like the freedom, but again, I think it goes back to what I said that I'm older and I'm able to manage myself better. Whereas I think if I was 22, I don't think I would have been able to work remotely or virtually. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I would have been able to get my work done. Um, so in that respect, I, li- I do like the freedom. I like that I can, I'm working in my apartment, but if tomorrow I need to be in Long Island or something, or I get invited somewhere, I can easily not miss out on opportunities where over the past like years I've missed out on opportunities with friends or family because I had to be in an office. So that's one thing I like, but it's also, it's like interesting. Like I, I can work from anywhere and it's like, I can work in Starbucks and you meet new people. So you're, you're motivated. I think I'm now motivated by the city and I can just be anywhere mm-hmm. and you never know what's going to inspire you or who also who you're going to meet. Like I've met some like really interesting people sitting at Starbucks. Like it amazes me and you never know what they're doing because right. there are so many like writers also who like are freelance. And if I'm, I had like a meeting a few weeks ago down by Condé Nast at world trade center. So I found like a Starbucks and there was like two other writers there, or there was a stylist who was waiting to go for a meeting at, a publication. So I never would have met her had I been in an office in Midtown or wherever I was working. So meeting new people, I think is great. Um, and it's just, it's just different. It, it's different, but I, I never thought I would enjoy it. And I do. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your story and some of your history with our listeners. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.